welcome to Whose Dice Are These Anyway, an actual play podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. I'm Patrick. I'm Weston. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And this is Whose Dice Are These Anyway. We open on a library, fire crackling in the hearth. A man sits at a well-upholstered chair in a smoking jacket, a glass of dark wine on the table, a book, some sort of eldritch tome in his hands, bound in human skin. He looks up at you. Oh, hello there. You just caught me in the middle of some light reading. Welcome to season three of Whose Dice Are These Anyway? We're playing Call of Cthulhu. Woo! Human skin? <laughs> I was just going to say, Mason's not thrilled about this game choice. Uh, um, which is now the part in the show where I uh, everything would stop and there would be a warning announcer being like, uh, this, this program contains mature themes and adult content. <laughs> Please beware. Murder, suicide, mental health disorders, racism, sexism. This takes place in the real world. It's all on the table as potentially happening in this story, and you have been warned. The real world in the 1920s. Yes, well, 1932. 1932. Either way, it's the real world, and it's a scary, scary place. They were so much more progressive in 32 than they were in the 20s. I was like, everything that you said was like content warning is like... In 2023, we got rookie numbers compared to what they had back then. Right. Sure. I mean, I don't know that it really matters. It still happens, obviously, today. But, yeah, it's in the real world, and anything Mm -hmm. could happen. And I can't tell you exactly what will happen, because we're playing to find out. So I I, I can't get specific with you, audience, but just be warned. Uh, Buckle up. Same for you two. (laughs) Because I I know Mason was already upset about the human skin thing. It's all good, you know? Everyone just needs to get a nap and a Xanax, and then we'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. And now let me introduce our players for this season. You know him from his boot fetish in season one and his uh, <laughs> tweed-colored dragon skin in season two. It's Patrick. Hey, everybody. <laughs> that is true. Our when you lay it all player. out like that, it's just so... I know. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Our our other player <laughs> joining us today is known for his big strong back in season one. And uh, as the master cat wrangler in season two, as he navigated a, a coherent story with uh, the rest of us, that's Mason. Coherent is not the word I would have. It's fine. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glad to have you. Yeah, we're excited (laughs) about it. And then uh, I told Uh. Weston what we were playing, that we were playing Call of Cthulhu. Uh, He just put his fingers in his ears and ran screaming out of the room. Uh, I haven't heard from him since, so unfortunately, Weston will not join us for at least the beginning of this. Uh, But fingers crossed that he he gets over his phobias Mm -hmm. and anxieties and returns to the game at some future point. He's too scared to play. Uh, th- yeah, <laughs> not really, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's got some things he's got to deal with. And when he's when he's back, he'll be back. We're excited. But the show must go on. And uh, oh, and I'm Matt. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's me. Are we get, are we ready to play? I'm ready. I am. Uh, I'm here. To, yeah, I'm here to play. I'm, and I'm also here. <laughs> a very scary <laughs> game. <laughs> I love this. I love the energy that you're bringing to it because you should. It should be a little bit uh, tense and scary, but not today's episode because today we're just making characters. This nothing bad should happen to you or your character during this session in particular. <laughs> so you can breathe a little easier. It's like I think I'm in control, but then somehow at the end of character creation, I'm gonna have like a like a starved and anxiety ridden just urchin, and it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hope not. That probably shouldn't happen. But I again, this this game is weird. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Call of Cthulhu, it is a horror game. It is supposed to be scary. It is supposed to be, and one of the feelings that evokes the most horror in both the game and probably real life is helplessness. Like this idea that you're out of control of yourself or your situation. And so, yeah, that is a thing that is prevalent in this game. And I do think, like, I think that's the hardest part about this is as we're building characters, it's important to kind of keep in mind that you guys are not building heroes. Your goal in this game is you're never going to be like, and then, you know, one episode we defeated Cthulhu. Like, that's that's not going to happen if you face Cthulhu or any kind of elder god. You should probably be running away if you can. Like winning in this game is like surviving another day or like, (laughs) you know, making it so the apocalypse happens sometime in the future, not right now. Like that's the goal. It's not to vanquish. You're not going to be destroying demons. Your best case is like, I stopped the demon summoning ritual. The demon still exists, but I didn't, (laughs) I didn't have to deal with it. That's, that's a win. So uh, you're not heroes, but you are main characters. So you also have to kind of thread that line of like, well, should I go in this creepy house that probably has all sorts of, you know, messed up stuff in it? I mean, a, a normal person would probably say, no, I'm going to just wait outside or go home and never think about this again. But you as main characters probably should, like, push yourselves to, like, look into stuff. Run away when you find a monster in that house, for sure. But, like, at least find out if there's a monster in that house before, <laughs> before running away. Fair enough. That's the fiction that's going to be hard for me to get into yeah that's what i think it's actually yeah. really hard to like that's the opposite w- of walk that line that, that, it's real easy to be like <laughs> i'm a god or a demigod and i wander around and i get into trouble all the time but who cares i'm super tough yeah i think it's really hard to be like i'm a normal person and i get into trouble all the time <laughs> yeah if i'm not if i'm not a demigod or a god and i have to play a normal person it's like well then then i don't want to go into the haunted house and right. <laughs> investigate the rumors of monsters, but you know, and yeah, I'll give my guy main character syndrome. Mm-hmm. I do think it honestly helps to play this game as a podcast or as a show because you're right. If this were real life, I'd be like, no, I go home. Like this is not <laughs> right. my problem. Like, but no one would watch a show about me dealing with the paranormal. So <laughs> right. Uh, so we're gonna start with character creation. And you guys should have character sheets on roll 20. You don't have to name them first. Yeah, but by the end of this episode, we're going to have names. So 
if you need to pull up a name generator, you should have until... Got mine already. Oh, sweet. Perfect. The first thing we're going to do... Walt, do you want to tell us your name, Patrick? What your character's name is? Sure. It is Errol Wagner. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mason, you don't have your name yet, or do you? No, I don't have my name yet. Okay, no worries. Uh, but the first thing we're going to do is we are going to determine your stats, which are strength, con, size, dexterity, uh, intelligence, power, education, and appearance. So, well, how do you guys want to do this? There's a couple of ways. You can either do a point-by system, which allows you just to spend points, um, or you can do a rolling system. If you roll, I will allow you to like roll all the roll all the numbers that are rolled in the same way and then like mix and match them how you want if that makes sense like sure uh strength I would love to roll okay even if they're all garbage at least I created my own pile of garbage sure and Mason you don't have to like you can do it however you want to do it everyone's free to make their character their own way but I think I want to roll too I think it'll be good for the podcast (laughs) he says reluctantly (laughs) <laughs> See, the real problem is I asked Weston if he wanted to do this season first. He ran out of the room, and Mason Wright couldn't say no. Right. So. He already took it. <laughs> he took the excuse, and now I have to play. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. For <laughs> I'm sure a it third will be. of the cast actively does not want to be here. <laughs> it's a good, fun energy. Anyway, um,. All right, so your strength, con, dexterity, appearance, and power. Uh, those five stats are all uh, calculated by rolling 3d6. And then uh, size, intelligence, and education are all 2d6 plus 6. So you need to, if we're rolling these in chat, one of you needs to like say who's going first so we're not like getting all our rolls mixed up. But... You need five rolls of 3d6, and then you need three rolls of 2d6 plus six. So, if that does that make sense? I think Patrick should go first. Sure. Okay. Um, I will roll first, no problem, Mason. <laughs> good. <laughs> Thank you. I will be using the advanced dice roller on um, roll 20. So, I will be rolling. 3d6 yeah if you want sweet asmr dice rolly sounds that's locked behind our patreon wall and our feet finder <laughs> funnily enough uh, it's just mason dropping some dice with my feet <laughs> right oh, wow that's that's on our wiki feet page that's a totally different thing um all right, how many D- 3d6 rolls do I need? Five. You need five. Okay. The There's first two, one was a 13, three, then you got four. a 15, a 9, a 15, and an 11. And then the others are 2d6 plus 6, correct? Correct. And you'll need three of those. 6 plus 6. 1, 2, and 3. I got a 15, a 16, and a 16. All right. So then you multiply the, all those numbers, multiply each one by five. And that is your like score for that. For that skill? Yeah. 
And again, you can play. Well, I'll ask you what you end up place where you place each of these. But like, sure, you just multiply by five straight across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, yeah. So. so so my first score it would be a sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, my second score would be a seventy-five. <clears throat> my third score would be a forty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's not good. Uh, it's not. My, I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. My fifth score would be a seventy-five again. Uh, I'm sorry. My fourth score. Um, and fifth score would be a 55. Uh, then I got a 75 again. Oh, but that last, you only need five of those. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry. This is your 2d6 plus six score. This, Do that, I also... That next 15. That is also um, multiplied by five or... Yep. So that'll be 75. And then your last two will be 80s because you got 16 on. Okay. Both of those. Sounds good. So the way that this system works, and I actually like it's counterintuitive when you started out playing a D20 system game, but it actually makes so much more sense is now you have a score out of 100. Every time I ask you to roll in this game, you're going to roll a D100. If you get below your number, that means you succeeded. Like if you're 80% good at something, numbers 1 through 80 mean that you succeeded and you did a good job but if you get like a 95 on that roll it means that's in that little bracket of you're you messed up somehow you know but 80 percent of the time you should be getting it you know what i mean so it really uh i think works out well and then so yeah that 45 is obviously less than half it's less than a coin toss but it's not like drastically under either so it's not it's not horrible sure and if you pull up the uh if you pull up the book, you can find there's a chart that tells you like everything's kind of like based on your score. What does that kind of look like for your character? Does that make sense? Like if your appearance is a 50, you know, what does that really mean in terms of what do you look like kind of deal? Does that make sense? You just scare small children. Yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. 50 is like average (laughs) appearance. Uh, Yeah. 15, ugly, possibly disfigured due to injury or at birth. Uh, 90, one of the most beautiful people you could meet. Natural magnetism. So there's a little descriptor for like every, and they do that for all the stats. So uh, as as you kind of sort them through, you can go through and figure out what you're actually working with. Uh, Mason, are you ready? And then obviously, sorry, one last thing to Patrick. As you're sticking your scores in, those last three numbers, the 75, 80, and 80, those have to go in uh, either education, intelligence, or size. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, Mason, do you want to roll? Yes. Okay. So I need five of the 3d6 and then three mm-hmm. of the 2d6 plus six. Correct. Okay. So there's five of those. Okay. Three of those. All right. So Mason got an eight, seven, 12, nine, 
11, and 9, and then a 15 and a 10. So, <laughs> kind of lower. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Let me look something up real quick while you're figuring out the times five of all of those. Yeah, look that up because uh, it's bad. <laughs> Like the fact that I don't need a calculator for all of it is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good, is it? I mean, what I will say is like it's not critical to the story uh, to to have all high num- like having all high numbers isn't going to save you. Your choices are going to save you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like I said, you're not heroes. You can have all maxed out skills, and you're still will get stomped by a monster if it's just mm-hmm. stronger than you in that way. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Roll me a d6, just one d6. Okay, you got a four. And so what I want you to do is uh, distribute four points into any of these that you, like just into the initial score, not the plus times five thing. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. Okay. Let me do my times five again real quick. Okay, perfect. So then you're just going to plug those numbers into where you want to put them in your character sheet in terms of strength decks, all that stuff, keeping in mind that the 2d6 plus 6s have to be in intelligence education. Okay, let me see here. And size. And then the nice thing about playing on roll 20 is that as you start plugging some of those numbers in, it does all the kind of like calculations for you in terms of like the other math that is being done. So, like, I can see that Patrick put one of his 80s in education. In Call of Cthulhu in 7th edition, you need to know, like, your half and your, I think, one-fifth values in case your roles are, you know, it's a hard roll or an extreme roll. And it already does that math for you. So, it's like, there's a little 40 and a little 16. Patrick, if you're ever rolling education and you get a you know, under those numbers, then you can say, oh, I actually got a hard success if it's under 40. Oh, I actually got an extreme success if it's under nice. 16. Like, and it's just easy to see and know. Okay, so I've got my, I've got my, it's all filled in. Luck is blank still, right? Yes, we haven't gotten to that yet. Um, however, we are going to make one, like, final change, hopefully. And that is, we are, you're going to tell me how old you want your character to be, and that will do some stuff to your character sheet. Okay. So how old do you want your characters? And whoever wants to go first can if you, can go first. I think my character is going to be right around the age of 40 or 45. Okay. So as long as you are above 40 but below 50, the following things happen. You're going to deduct five points from strength, con, or dex. Split across one, two, or all three. So you can just take five out of one of them. Um, this is the final number, is my understanding. So it's not like you have to reduce that like pre times five. Right. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh, so whatever my number is in the box. Right. You're going to reduce. Okay. And again, you can split it up, or you can just say, oh, Dex is just getting a minus five. Like whatever you want to do. And what were the three again? Uh, strength, con, or Dex. So. Strength, con, and dex. Got it. Uh, so do that, and then there's still more steps for you to... For you to uh, I haven't finished putting all my stuff in yet. Oh, okay. Well, me, I'll uh, come back to you when... 
Yeah, let me finish that. Mason, do you know how old your character is going to be? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, <laughs> fresh into the job market of the uh, Great Depression. I am 24 years old. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, 13. Um, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a farmer. Sure. <laughs> you could be a little factory worker, boy. Uh, anyway. I work at the 24... Triangle Shirt Waste Company. Oof. Uh, got, got some bad news for you. Uh, anyway, 20s to 30s, uh, you make just... You don't change any of your stats. You just make an improvement uh, for your EDU. So this is what we're going to do for you. You have an EDU score, which is what? Uh, currently, it is my highest at 75. Okay. Uh, this is then probably going to be difficult for you, but you're going to roll a D100 and tell me what the result is. Okay. Result is 20. <laughs> okay. So you did not learn something new from this. You're you're a very smart person, so it's going to be difficult for you to mm-hmm. learn uh, new stuff. Uh, so, Yeah. You are you are now done. Your stats, well, not done, done, but like your stat wise, you're locked in. This is uh, your cool. stats. And then Patrick, when you finish putting everything in, I'll tell you the rest of how you're changing those numbers around. Okay, I'm just uh, making my last minute adjustments here, and I think I am good. Okay, so did you reduce the deduct not five yet. points? Okay, so do that. Okay. I will take um, two away from dexterity and three away from constitution. Okay. Uh, then you are going to reduce your appearance by five. My <laughs> oh, wow. I was already pretty ugly. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty ugly, too. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure you're both not. Yeah, you're both average. Oh, thank people. you, Matt. Mine already has a cool story as to why I'm not so good looking. So. There, yeah, that great. Um, and then but, 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 you're going to make two uh, education improvement checks. So you're going to roll a D100. Just standard D100. Yep. And you are trying to get over. You're trying to fail this roll, actually. Um, you want to get over 80. Trying to fail. Okay. I got a one. That's about as good as you can get. Yeah, that's a, that's a crit success in this game. So um, you did not fail. You can do, but you need to do two of them because you've lived oh, longer and you've had more opportunity to learn stuff. Ninety-five. There you go. So you did uh, improve your education. So now okay. you're going to roll one d ten, and you're going to okay. add that to your education score. All right, uh, it's a nine. So you're going to add, now your education's at 89. Okay. Which means you're probably one of the smarter people. (laughs) In the world. Yeah, let me check uh, what. Damn, we're both smart and Uh. ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can't have it all, they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doctorate professor is essentially the level you're at. Um, That totally jives with my chosen profession. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's that's where you put... uh, your education score. Anyway, uh, perfect. So, and oh, that is another thing to think about and consider as we go through these steps is that you guys are a two-man team. And especially when we get into skill points, you guys can talk and figure out, like, you might want to try to balance out, like, 
let's not both all be just the good at the same things. Like, sure, uh, kind of balance things out. You also might want to think about that in terms of how you view like the supernatural. You could do a Mulder and Scully kind of like one of us is a believer, one of us is like, no, that's all bullshit kind mm-hmm. of deal. You don't have to do that, but. These are things to think about as we move forward. Uh, All right. Next, we are going to derive your attributes. So sanity points should be equal to your power characteristic. Does that did that auto fill in for you or no? Where is sanity points on the other? Oh, yes, I see it. Uh, It should be equal to what said power. So. It looks like 65 for you and 40. No, no, no it's 50 not. For, so, yeah, just fill that in. Well, there's, it's like, uh, oh, no, okay. It should be half of it or it should be what it is? It says sanity it points equal the power characteristic. Okay. Okay, so 65. 50. Let me double check that. The- I don't know, is it supposed to be like 50 <laughs> um, out of 50? Uh, no, because it's out of 100. Like at the end of it all. Oh. So it should be 65 out of 100? Yeah. Okay. Uh, your magic points should be equal to one fifth of your power score. So that bottom number next to power, mm-hmm. that's your magic points. Oh, you know what, Matt? <clears throat> so the one on the right for magic does say 13, which is one fifth. Okay. Yep. So. What would it be out of 13? That's just what you have. It's 13. Like, don't worry about the There's left no. right now. Everyone's got different. Yeah. Don't worry got... about the slashes. I guess not. No. This okay. is just how it says in the rule book how to calculate uh, these things. Then I need to figure this part out. Okay. Then your luck, we're going to do another 3d6 bot times 5 roll. 3d6 times 5. Mm-hmm. So whoever wants to go first can give me a 3d6. Uh, so 8 times 5. Yeah. And that's, 40. So there's 40, and that's your luck right now. And luck is a really cool thing that you're actually going to... It's going to move around mm-hmm. a lot during the game. Um, because every session that we start, we're going to start with a... Except maybe the not the first one, but every other session after that, you... We're going to try to, like, get you more luck. And if you fail a roll, you can spend as much luck as you have to bring that number, like, to move the the number you rolled down to whatever you need it to be. So, like, let's say uh, you roll a strength something, or it's usually going to be a skill, but, like, let's pretend since we have a strength number for Mason. uh, Let's say, you know, you roll... A 55 over 45 you can spend 10 of your luck points to bring it down to 45 and mm. now it's a success instead of a failure or if you're if you're in a dire situation i make you roll a sanity check and you roll a 90 over 50 you could spend right now all 40 of your points to bring it down so that you succeed because you Maybe you're in a really critical spot and you're like, I can't fail the sanity check. Like, I need to succeed. That That's what that luck is. But then obviously, once your luck is out, you can't spend any, you know, luck's mm-hmm. a finite amount uh, per session per day. And so 
if you don't end up spending your luck, you can kind of bank quite a bit of like you can it could conceivably grow quite large, but you're probably you're probably gonna want to spend it. <laughs> Just knowing this game. <laughs> uh okay. So that's luck. Then your hit points is equal to your size plus your con divided by ten, rounded down. That automatically filled in. Oh, perfect. Oh, Hidoki. Alright, next up we are Moving right along, you're going to decide your occupation. So you're going to choose an occupation. If you guys have the book uh, mm-hmm. available to you, it's on pages 40 and 41. You're going to note the occupation skills and credit rating, and then you're going to calculate uh, your occupation skill points using the characteristics specified by that occupation and allot those points across occupational skills. So basically, let's go to... In the other book, um, they give you a much, in the investigator handbook, they give you a much better and more detailed description of each. Oh, perfect. Then, uh, yeah, maybe um, you should be using that. <laughs> and that starts on page 70 of that book. And then it also tells you what your occupation skill points are, what your credit rating is, contacts, skills. Perfect. So that might be good if you haven't already looked at that. So you've already, I know, Patrick, you've already picked your. Yes. I have chosen prior to rolling um, to be a big game hunter. Okay. So what comes along with that? So according to the book, um, I'll just read it. Big game hunters are skilled trackers and hunters who usually earn their living leading safaris for wealthy clients. Most are specialized in one part of the world, such as the Canadian woods, African, <clears throat> excuse me, African plains, and other locales. Some hunters may work for the black market, capturing live exotic species for private collectors, or trading in illegal or morally objectionable animal products like skins, ivory, and the like. Although in the 1920s, or in this case 1932, such activities were more common and were permissible under most countries' laws. Although the great white hunter is the quintessential type, others may be simply local indigenous people who escort hunters through the backwoods of the Yukon in search of a moose or bear. Uh, that's the overall brief description, and then it tells me that my occupation skill points are education times two plus either dex times two or strength times two. And it tells me that my credit rating is between 20 and 50. Um, And then it has a list of suggested contacts and skills. Okay. Great. So, yeah. So, do that math, the occupational skill points. I'm actually wondering if your character sheet will have done it for you. I'm not sure, like, exactly Mm. where to look to see if it would do that. It doesn't seem like it's giving you a pool somewhere to, like... Mm -mm. Pick from. So, yeah, do that math. Uh, okay. Um, let me look at what the what the math was again. Right. Education times two. Let me write this down. Or I'll, yeah, this is I'll it's a full-blown it. quadratic right. equation for this. Um, plus either dex or strength times two. Okay. Okay. And then this is how this works. Once you get that number, that's how many occupational skill points you have to dole out now okay your credit rating is basically how much money 
you like we don't track money like we do in D and D in this game. So it's not like you're ever going to be like, here's, you know, oh, and here's your paycheck for $11.50. Like, keep keep tabs on that because we're going to be, you know, checking this or that. Instead, it's basically like, I want to buy blah, blah, blah. You say the thing you want to buy. And I look up if that would fit under whatever credit rating you have or not. Does that make sense? So, like, a higher credit rating means you can buy more stuff. The downside to that is... You need to, like, your credit rating range is 20 to 50. Of your occupational skill points, whatever you end up, that total final number after you do that equation, at least 20 of those points have to go into credit rating. Because you have to hit the minimum of your range. And you can only go up to 50. So if you want to max it out at 50, that's great. But you can't go, you can't give yourself more than that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That, That works out. My total points will be 324. Okay. Then, again, at least 20 need to go into credit rating, and then the rest of them need to be split up between firearms, listen or spot hidden, natural world, navigate, other language, uh, survival, and, like, you can fill in whatever, like, specific survival situation you want, science, biology, botany, or zoology, stealth, and track. Okay, so all of my points have to go in those skills. Plus, yeah, plus the credit rating thing. Plus, but, okay, gotcha. Uh, but those are the skills that you can put these points into. And then later in a future step here in a minute, you'll get another pool of points and you can put those into basically anything to kind of round out your character the way you want to. Okay, now let me ask you about the points that are already in the character sheet that I didn't put in. Yes, thank you. Perfect question. So some skills have a base level of competence climbing everyone can 20 percent climb shit is basically their contention of this game so whatever points you put in is in addition to whatever number is already there gotcha so that is like the floor for the skill and then everything you add gets added on top of that so and then obviously there's some things that are like computer use there's no fucking computers for you to use in 1932 uh (laughs) So, like, there, don't worry about Don't put any points in that. That will not be helpful to you. Um, so look out for stuff like that. Um, but then everything else is basically, like, fair game. And you can look up. There's differences, like, fast talk is kind of what it sounds like. Convincing people quick, like, kind of like, oh, you want to just let me in, right? Blah, 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 blah. Persuade is similar, except persuade is, like, it takes time to persuade someone like i think there might be a minimum amount of time you have to spend persuading as opposed to fast talking does that make sense like so sure be careful where you put stuff i think we'll have a kind of like a lemon law here like if we do an adventure or two and i'm like oh that skill doesn't make any sense or i put something like we might let you go and fiddle and move some points around um, after the first adventure or two. So don't get too stressed about it. But yeah, so, but for right now, you can only put those points into the categories that are on your profession. Gotcha. And while you do that, Mason, have you narrowed down or thought of what you want to, like, what are you thinking in terms of your occupation? So my character uh, is going to be like a trader. 
like a like a stocks and bonds trader but mm. <laughs> yeah good time for that <laughs> but i think um i think it would fall into the accountant profession do you think that's cool okay yeah i like that awesome okay because i don't think i want to actually be an accountant but yeah okay so with that i get edu times four as my occupation skill points which ends up being 300 even so my credit rating range is 30 to 70 so at least 30 of those have to go into credit rating correct but again i like it's really hard because on the one hand it's like yeah just like i feel like there's an impulse to do the minimum on that because it's like then you're saving all these points for other skills but i mean as we've seen in uh our dragons adventure being able to just spend money willy-nilly can also be uh helpful (laughs) yeah as a a game based on the real world as much as this one is i feel like money can be helpful so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna pump some numbers into that one okay so uh but otherwise the remainder of my points need to go into these skills listed Yes, either accounting, law, library use, which don't sleep on library use. It is books is how you're going to learn stuff, potentially, or like dig through records at City Hall or whatever. Because there's no like, fucking computers. Um, Right. So like library use can be quite useful. I'm not demanding that you put points into it. But when I fir- when I first read it, I'm like, pfft stupid but <laughs> i see the utility like every example that i've either watched listened to or seen in these books have all somehow incorporated library use so i'm like okay well mm-hmm. that's the perception <laughs> right so then the rest of your skill options are listen persuade spot hidden which is also good uh any t- any two other skills as personal or era specialties mm-hmm. but don't worry about era special like we're not playing in a special era like one with computers or something like that but yeah so yours sounds like you can just pick two other skills from the whole list to to add to, to this list already right want. so it's like these five that are listed and then add two add two that from can, like, yeah from anything that's okay. on there right um now, and then I know you talked about the climb being at 20. Is that like all these numbers that have something in there already? Is that like, so like spot hidden is sitting at 25 in my sheet. Yeah. So I add to it, mm-hmm. add to 25. So, right. Every point okay. you add is on top of 25. So if you add 10 points of from gotcha. your pool, Sweet. it should say 35. So here's what I'm thinking about doing, Mason. I'm thinking about putting whatever the max credit. I think my max credit rating was 50. So put 50 in that and then count up however many skills I have left over and then just dividing that number and okay. evenly distributing them for me. Uh, a, a lot of ours don't cross over. So if there's something, I mean, you can look at my list of skills and see if there's something missing from there and from yours. If there's something you think we need to be better at or if you want to choose from that you know i know you have two freebie picks gotcha and yours what was the name of yours again is it big game hunter so it is pretty 
there you are. Okay. My, they're different from. And what? Are, from sorry, yours for sure. What are these suggested contacts going to be for again? Or do we go over that? We have not gone over it. Okay, cool. Forget that. Um, <laughs> all right. Gotcha. Okay, so I see yours. I'm trying. I'm not going to mid max against it or anything. You know. Yeah, I'm too new to the game to know what what should be put in what to be <laughs> min-maxed. So I'm just sort of going to make myself a an average, better than average, hopefully, in most I, yeah, categories I'm probably type Throw guy. some shit around. And this, this, this guy is just going to be a Play-Doh creation. Everybody I've talked to about this and everything I've seen talks about like death. And so I'm not going to think too much about it. Yep, fair enough. That's also a very, I was just going to say, there's a decent chance these characters will die before the end of this and you'll have to make a new one anyway. So don't get too bogged down and like, well, how do I min, how do I min max it? It's like, again, the stats are, I mean, they, they will influence what happens to your character for sure. But I mean, a lot of it is just luck. Like you can have an 85% in a skill and still roll above that mm-hmm. every time and fail every time. You know what I mean? You can have just 10% in the skill and still luck out and just, you know, crush these rolls and get lucky. But, you know, you just never know. So it, it don't get too bogged down. And uh, mm-hmm. But I, you guys luckily kind of pick two different careers in general. So, like you said, there's not a lot of overlap. You're already kind of covering different bases. Which is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be such a shit show. <laughs> Why do you say that? I'm just, I'm going through all the things that I'm putting skills into. Okay. And just seeing all the things that I haven't been able to put <laughs> skills into. <laughs> Patrick, is guns one of your, like, is firearms one of your professional skills? It is. Okay. Uh, Okay, there it is. I was just going to say. I'm just starting to get into that one. Okay. That's the last one, and I want to see how many points I have left and where I want to put them. Gotcha. And then, obviously, if you want to add a length, like, if you want to put points in, I don't remember. Mason, you might have, one of you has other language. I think it might be you, Patrick. I do. Uh, you can add. You can just hit that plus button under languages and like write in whatever language that you want to. Is Cthulhu a language? No, nah, it probably is, but you're not. You can't <laughs> take that. Nothing. In fact, when we get in a, the next step, there's a thing about like you can put these skills into anything. The only thing you cannot put it in, in is Cthulhu Mythos because uh, gotcha. learning about Cthulhu breaks your brain and it's only a thing that you do in game like and it's not always like i mean that sounds bad so it sounds stupid to say it's not always bad but it's also how if you wanted to like learn magic spells and things like that you would have to get better at it and you would decrease your sanity but then you would gain power again i don't i'm not encouraging you to do that necessarily but if that's something you're interested in long term can be on the lookout for those opportunities. Okay. I'm almost done. I think I have 64 points left. Okay. So then the next thing is you're going to put in your personal improvement points. And 
essentially the way that those are calculated is you take your uh, intelligence score and you multiply it by two. Okay. And that's the total number of personal points you have to dole out to any skill except Cthulhu Mythos. Ah, okay. So, and so you don't now have you to can, stick to those before. Right. You had to stick to those ones that you had. And also, Patrick, I'm seeing on your uh, sheet that it seems like you've checked those like circles on like... Oh, that was just to keep track of where I need to put things. Right. So you can take all... I mean, well, you can still leave them there for now. When we start no, the that's game, no problem. You'll, you'll take them all off. But you can put these points anywhere you want. As this is, kind of represents not your job skills, but like what you personally are interested in or are good at um, that you've developed in your own, you know, throughout your life. So, and it can be, so it can be whatever. Again, not computer use. That won't be helpful to you, but anything, <laughs> anything relevant you can put into, you can also add stuff uh, if you want to be good at another language or science or something. Like if you want to, if it makes sense to what you're, you've got in mind for your backstory for your character, you can you can throw points into it. But I mean, I would just stick with this, the pre-written stuff that's already there, unless you've got something specific in mind. Patrick, what other language did you pick? I didn't. Instead, I chose. Um, do, 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 do. It was like an other language or survival, and I chose survival. Sweet. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I figure we're in the States. And my guy's from Canada, so it's it's not like he speaks. He's not even from the eastern part where they speak French. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's from like a northwest He's not uh, Quebecois. Nope, no Quebecois from this guy. Well, he might. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know this guy that well yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're still getting to know each other. I just imagine. Oh shit! He is from Quebec. <laughs> right, wow. Like you just found out. <laughs> All right. Oh, let me. Okay, I think I've got some good ideas here. Right. I think I've got some mediocre ideas, so that'll work out. <laughs> there you go. Wait, what is? Sorry, what does drive auto start at? Hold on, I actually have that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Starts out for twenty. Okay. <laughs> Which is so accurate. Like everybody can drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people who made this game put a lot of thought into <laughs> these skills and what the base number should like. Yeah, twenty percent of the time, an unskilled driver should be able to just mm -hmm. be able to drive it okay. Eighty percent of the time, they will do something. They will fuck up. Like, and I just think that is probably true. Patrick, I'm going to do something to your character sheet. And so, Yep, no worries. I'm still trying to figure Delete. out what I'm doing here. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'll cool. never remember him again, so it'll be like a whole new character. Well, I just wanted to check because the next step is like put in your combat uh, like stats. But yeah. luckily this character sheet fills that in for you because it's just oh, nice. a simple calculation. So I was just checking to make sure that worked. But you said we're supposed to not get into combat if we can help it, right? I mean, it it just depends on the situation. If a guy, if a regular old human is like fighting with you, and there's two of you, I don't see any, there's no reason for you to run away from that. But yeah, if like a vampire shows up, I would run. 
or I gotcha. would get my guns out and shoot and back up and try to run. Like you shouldn't. Monsters are not like what they are in D and D. Like they're not just oh, this is just a you know a goblin. If a goblin shows up in Call of Cthulhu, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Like gotcha. everything is scary and dangerous. And also that other guy that you're fighting, if he pulls out a gun. You should treat it like if you were in real life and someone pulled out a gun, like you might try to fight them or you might try to run. Like, gotcha. But you know you can be killed by another human with a gun. So like that is also an option. So that's that's the I mean, it sounds dumb to say it's harder to role play your real life, but mm-hmm. it's just like hard to remember after playing so much high fantasy stuff. Yeah, that like it really is. I'm not a superhero. I don't have plot armor. <laughs> In fact, if anything, I have like plot plot wounds. Like the the plot <laughs> wants me to get hurt and die. <laughs> so yeah, you just gotta kind of keep that in mind as you're. Yeah, it's, I agree. Di- it's just difficult picking where to put all the points. Mm-hmm. I can add to my other skills, right, from my profession. Yes, you can also put them into skills that you had for your profession list if you cool. want to boost those up higher. It's it, Yeah, the personal stuff is literally anything, anywhere you want to put it except Cthulhu Mythos. All right, I'm done. Okay. If you click on Mason, or I'm going to click on it for you, actually, the combat tab under, like, it's mm-hmm. right next to skills. You'll see that your character sheet has changed. Yeah, so, like, you have a build of zero when you add your strength and size together. So you don't get any bonus damage if you like punch someone or anything like that. Patrick, you have a plus one build, which makes sense for a big game hunter. Sure. You do a little extra damage. Uh, I think you have, uh, looks like a little higher movement rate. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but let's move on to backstory. Um, oh, with weapons. Sorry, go back to combat real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just add in whatever weapons you feel like are appropriate for your character to own. Um, okay. But then, like, obviously, this is, again, you're not always carrying all your possessions with you at all times. So, sure. like, I'm thinking Big Game Hunter, you probably have a lot of traps, big guns, all sorts of stuff. Right. I don't think you walk around town every day with that unless you say you do. And then people might give you weird looks when right. you try to go into the five and die. Right. But stuff, but stuff like handgun would be more... Yeah, if you want to have a handgun on you at all times, totally applicable. You can say that. And again, you can have these other things in your house or apartment that you can go get. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, But as long as it... And all of your credit ratings are enough for you to own. Again, not like... You're not Batman. You don't have an arsenal or anything crazy, but you can have... I'm just going to put three generic things uh, as far as firearms go. I'm going to put handgun, shotgun, rifle, because I'm sure I own at least one of each of those things. Perfect. So that would be my firearms section. So then go to backstory tab on your... And yeah, Mason's the same thing. You can put more or weapons whenever you want or think of them. And... Here there's some different things uh we can if you have the like the generic core rule book or the keeper book available if you go to page 43 um there's like a table that we're going to be rolling on 
But also, if you don't like your role or you think of something better, or you already have an idea, you can just ignore whatever you roll and come up. This is just a way to kind of generate uh, this quickly without it being like, well, I have no, I have no clue what I want this person's personal right. relationship to be or significant person or whatever. So uh, we're going to start kind of at the bottom of page 43 or halfway down ide- ideology and beliefs. So uh, in your little boxes on your character sheet, that's towards the top and on the right hand side. Who would like to roll first? You're going to roll a d10. Uh, I'll go. Go for it. 1d10. Uh, I got a 7. Uh, 7 says, The occult. You are into astrology, spiritualism, or tarot. Do you like that or do you not like that? Um. Yeah, you know, I can sort of uh, work that in with being a professional hunter where i've dealt with like tribes in africa or south america or something yeah so maybe yeah you've done enough extensive travel that like you've seen some weird shit like you've seen people get healed or hurt by stuff that you're like that That makes sense you know so maybe that's an interest of yours so so do i just Write it in the box, or yeah, I would start with like the occult, and then you can put in a whatever you feel feel about that. Uh, but that's your kind of belief system is that you, I guess you can phrase that however you want, but maybe like that you think magic is real, or that you, there's something supernatural, or that supernatural forces can affect this world. Something along. Those I'm gonna lines. put like seen too many inexplicable things to yeah, have a closed perfect. mind or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mason, do you want to roll on your ideology? Um, I actually have one in mind already, if we can go with that. Oh, So yeah, I think, perfect. like, number five, so member of society. So my character is going to be the son of British nationals who moved to the United States and then got dual citizenship there and then had their kid. So I'm... Uh, from like from born in the United States, but I'm also a British citizen, and then they're members of like the noble gentry. Not like okay, cool. So you know, not nothing crazy, but like like Downton Abbey style. Like, yeah, we're nobles, but it's just because like we were born that way. Yeah, you like you technically yeah. have a title. It's not you're not the Duke of anything, but right. yeah, you're you got it. That cool, very cool. So yeah. You guys can edit these boxes, mm-hmm. right? Like if you type. Yeah, it let me type right in there. Cthulhu sucks. Do I not see it? Uh, ideology. <laughs> hmm. Well, as long as you can see it. I can't see it yet, but maybe it's got to be like saved or closed. Or out. maybe i got to hit the enter button or something. Or maybe yeah, turn off edit mode. I don't know. But Does that oh, work? now it showed up. Mm. Yeah, I clicked out of the box into a different box and it worked. There we go. Uh, perfect. Okay, next one is significant people. Patrick, why don't you give me another D10 roll? Unless you have a person you know is going to be your significant person. What is? What do they mean by significant person? Uh, this is just someone who's, like, important to you in your life. Okay. Um, and uh, they can be... <laughs> they can be a number of things. They can be living or dead. 
They can be family members. They can be someone you idolize or look up to. If it's a famous, you know, you don't have to know them particularly. They're just important to you in some way. Yeah, I think um... it can be Mason's character also is an option. Like it can be whatever. How many do we need to fill in here? It says one or two. So it's really just up to you um, what you want to do. I okay. need well, I have one. one in mind, but I'd like to roll and see what comes up. Okay, cool. So I have a one on the D10 parent, roll. Mother, father, stepmother are examples, but a parent. Okay. Um, I will choose a parent. We'll go with um, maybe my father, who's the one who got me into hunting. There you go. Uh, but the one I had in mind was a, like a mentor that I met in like one of these foreign lands in the hunting camp who kind of showed me how to track I, and all that stuff. I think you should put both in then because I think that's okay. really cool to have that. And if that's something that you're already gravitating towards, you can right. have more than one significant person in your life. Uh, Mason, do you have an idea already or do you want to roll? I think I want to have it be like my uncle. Okay. And the Duke of Cool. The Duke of Cool himself. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say like my uncle, Uncle Roger, who um, like struck out on his own path because he was like, you know, second born in, um, you know, the British nobility or whatever in a time when it's already kind of like, falling toward the wayside mm-hmm. of like what's the purpose of having these like highborn individuals anymore you know in the 20th century mm-hmm. especially during like worldwide economic turmoil um yeah so that's he, true might be a good idea to have your own yeah. thing going on <laughs> <laughs> so he uh he encouraged me to strike out on my own path even if like my privilege is sort of cushioning me from any like real consequences of whatever I end up trying to do. Perfect. If you could also like in those boxes for these people in particular, when you get a chance, you don't, I'm not saying right this second, you have to know it, but like an actual name for each of them. Uh, I know you said uncle Rogers, but like, Mm -hmm. so that works, but I I don't want to be like your mentor calls. I want to say like whatever their name is or, what happened? Yeah, I got you. Not Brew Drary more. <laughs> it is Brew. How did you know what I was typing? <laughs> it's funny because I was looking up uh, your this. Our game takes place in 1932, Los Angeles, and so I was like, "Oh, who are some famous people who are around?" And it's like, "Yeah, the the Barrymores are around. John Barrymore is like an actor. Like all the there." They're a famous family in this time period. Oh, so that's funny. You might be running into some Barry Morris. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so perfect. We got some significant people. Uh, and you guys already kind of established like why they are significant to you. So we don't need to roll on that table. Uh, let's do... Uh, meaningful location. This is like a place that is special to you. Maybe uh, just you have fond memories of it or it's where you feel safe or it's, you know, got some sort of 
something about it that you it's meaningful to you and again that can mean whatever you want it to mean but there's a table for it or you can just tell me if you've got something in mind already once again i have something in mind but i'd like to roll and see what happens okay this one though i think you can only have one so sure you'll just have to make that choice i got got a a nine. nine and nine is the place where you were happiest in your life the park bench where you first kissed your university, something, something like. What a weird example. The a park, it is a park, park bench. A park bench. That is really not what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was your initial thought? Um, my initial thought was like some sort of beautiful, um, like landscape type place. You know, maybe it's like Mount Kilimanjaro or one of those kind of. Mm-hmm. places I happen to have been and hunting before and it was like a a place where I you know you go in your mind to to have like a beautiful memory sure but uh, park bench is that's compelling <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be tough I think to pick between those two right Vista, Vista off of <laughs> Kilimanjaro or a park bench. It does um, say you got kissed on that park bench, so maybe that, maybe that maybe, makes it yeah. a little bit better. It does make it better uh, somehow. You can't make it worse than right. the park bench. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Kilimanjaro, I think. I still think, ironically, that does fit under the category of nine, which is like a place you were happiest in your life. Like, I think... Yeah, it does. You being like, here I am. This is the most beautiful thing I'll probably ever see. Like, right. I'm going to remember this the rest of my life. I think it fits with what you rolled. But their example sucks. I agree. <laughs> let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Uh, Mason, <laughs> do you want to roll or do you have something in mind? Um, so it's going to be meaningful location uh, will be my workplace okay which is the financial offices of billings and billings all right located in billings montana yep i will not be in la for That'll this story this... yeah yeah <laughs> he found the loophole he gets to play but he doesn't have to deal with any <laughs> of the monsters okay so your workplace is your meaningful mm-hmm. location okay uh, all right, moving on to treasured possessions. Uh, this is an item. I believe this is the item that, yeah, the, like, I cannot destroy this unless I give you a chance to save it. So everything else in this game is fair game for me to mess with as the keeper, to break your minds and, you know, make your, tor- your uh, characters suffer. But... Your treasured possession, you at least have to have the opportunity to save it before I do anything to it. So uh, you can either tell me what that is, or we can roll for it. I kind of, well, you do what you want to do. But I will say you can't be like, my body is my treasured possession. Well, but- <laughs> I have I have two. Can can you have two? Is it lefty and righty? Uh, it says, <laughs> and I'll- it says treasured <laughs> possessions. Yeah, sure. Let's have, you can have two. All right, one is a um, a pouch that I wear around my neck that was given to me as like a um, 
you know, a thing that wards off evil from uh, a medicine man. Okay. From somewhere over in Africa. And the other is uh, the handgun that my father left to me. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. And And my body. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. God, part of me wants to roll, but I feel like I might get number six, which is my collection of fucking bus tickets. God, I hope suck. you get that because that sounds sweet. I, again, you can you put just, you can sit on a park bench with them. You can always choose a different one, you, but you can roll just to see what you get. What did you, is that you rolling? I rolled a one, so it is an item connected with my highest skill, uh, mm. which is library use. So it's gonna have to be the old library card. Nice, your character. <laughs> Please take this as the compliment it is. It's such a nerd. Like <laughs> my special place yeah. is my is my cubicle and billings and billings. <laughs> my special item is my library card. <laughs> you and you are so very British too. Like this is this could not be anymore. I know you were raised in America, but like this is Chef's Kiss. How this is all turning out. <laughs> And also, you two couldn't be the more <laughs> polar opposite. I've hunted animals on every continent in the world. Yeah, this is going to make... <laughs> I've looked at financial statements from every continent This is going to make for... That's a, what makes us... Like, we're going to be the best team. I know. I'm excited. I'm thinking like Tarzan. Like, he's Clayton and I'm Jane. And like, this is... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be rolling around trying to fight demons together. Oh, man. This yeah. is too great. All right, and then the last thing we're gonna do, at least I think it's the last, uh, it's the last thing I'm gonna do in this episode is okay. uh, your traits. <laughs> so again, you can roll or you can just pick some. Or is this like physical traits or our personality? Or it's a personality kind of trait thing. So it, it's on page forty-five. Um, the options they give you are like generous, good with animals, dreamer, hedonist, gambler, good cook, ladies' man, or seductress, loyal, a good mm. reputation, or ambitious. Like, those are the ten. So, you can roll. You can just pick one. It's up to you. Uh, but the other things on this part, like injuries, scars, phobias, and manias, uh, you are, we're not do, you're not getting that right now. You'll get those as we play. Okay. As I double check that that's accurate, and you're not supposed to start out with some sort of phobia, <laughs> but I don't think you are. I am just going to go ahead and choose um, a good reputation and be done with it. Okay. I was looking at gambler and a risk taker, but I think dreamer uh, fits more with my my character. Given to flights of fancy, visionary, nice. highly creative, and it's kind of for the wrong reasons. Gotcha. And then, are you both in for your credit rating? You're both fifty to eighty nine is where you yeah. Or I'm at fifty. Yeah. Okay, so you're both considered wealthy. The ca- you have two hundred fifty to four hundred forty five dollars on hand, depending on. Well, I guess you'd have, you'd both have 250 on hand 
you have assets close to $25,000. You can spend $50 maybe a day. I don't know, a, a week. I'm not sure. But you have plenty of money to get through this adventure. <sighs> okay. One, one tick on our side. Yeah. At least we're Especially with rich. both of you there. So now, now you can really, because you could kind of double that, you know, like if you really yeah, we're balling right, out. You need to spend to get somewhere. But that's it. Uh, you've made your character. You can fill in any other like details. Oh, wait, Mason, what's your character? We know uh, Errol Wagner is our big game hunter. Oh, uh, my character's, is name, character's is name is George Glass. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> it is George. Uh, <laughs> but my last name, I was looking at... Uh... So it's like I go to name generators, right? Name generator, 1930. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, gave me social security records of uh, people in the United States. So that's the uh, most realistic oh, name weird. generator. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I am George. Of the jungle? George of the jungle. <laughs> of the jungle, all one word. Correct. <laughs> so my name is George Fellows. Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. I was thinking Costanza. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I like Fellows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was All right. cool. That's it. We've got characters, and we'll. Just... I can't wait for next week to find out how quickly, like, how quickly will you die? That's... No, look, see, I'm <laughs> balling. I, I got my library card. I think the odds are looking up for George, the right honorable <laughs> George Fellows. Agreed. You know what? I would never have predicted that Mason would be the optimist at the end of this episode, but I'm loving it. So we're going to end it right here before. That sounds good. that changes. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'd appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Whose Dice or at Whose Dice Are These Anyway at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.